Hello, and welcome to the Strategic Insights podcast brought to you by Strategic Enhancement Group. I am Tim Deitch, Senior Performance Consultant with Strategic Enhancement Group, and today I'm joined by two esteemed sales professionals. They, uh, both, one represents the voice of, of one of my customers, and also uh, the other represents the wisdom of a, of a colleague of mine. My customer uh, is Seth Baker, Director of Sales at Tierney. Uh, Tierney is a technology company that provides state-of-the-art technology solutions to the private and the public sector. Welcome, Seth. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to have you here. And my colleague from SEG, Strategic Enhancement Group, who came to us after a long career in sales management in the newspaper and magazine publishing business. He is SEG performance consultant, Bo Smith. Welcome, Bo. Tim, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining both of you. So let's get clear on today's topic, battling the blind spots that cost you a better sale. So what we mean here is not costing you a sale at all. We're looking at what are the blind spots, the things, the information we could uncover that would create a much larger or potentially a much larger sale for us. So we'll talk today about what are the skills, what are the preparation that we could use to make sure we uncover the full needs that a customer has so we can recommend the absolute top sale that we can possibly recommend. So let's start with the concept of the blind spot, right? My son had a fender bender. Just last year 17 year old kid hopefully it's his last um he didn't look in his blind spot he swerved over and boom you know nobody was hurt both cars were damaged a little bit both are fixed now off we go this blind spot doesn't have as much downside ramifications in the sales world right we're talking about the ability to intentionally look into a blind spot look for more opportunity and to see if we can't make a better sale that's our focus today. So Seth, let's start with you. You know, Tierney is in the business of upgrading technology for corporations and government and school systems. And your sales team is, is focused in the private sector, right? So for you, what does this proposal moment or this speed to proposal moment look like and how can it cost you a larger sale? Well, you know, I think, Tim, it can be really easy for my AEs to get caught up in that speed to proposal situation. When we receive a lead for like a technology upgrade, the first thing we typically do is request an on-site visit. And yeah. it's very easy when you get there to go down the path of spending that on-site visit uh, on technical details of the space and then turning it over to engineering and then delivering a proposal. Okay. Uh, you know, and with that, sometimes you skip those key discovery steps. And that not only costs us the small sale, but we also lose the ability to become that long-term partner and future business with that client. So it's sort of a, um, you get a tease, right? You might solve the widget issue, but the bigger picture you don't really enter if you're not, if you're not as intentional. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, Bo, you know, how has this phenomenon been reflected in your sales experience? What's the challenge that salespeople need needs to overcome? You know, when they get this live one, right? What What's the challenge they need to overcome first? You know, Tim, we all know the adrenaline rush you get from making a sale. And that's one of the satisfactions of the job. 
But for those of us who are striving to be a professional salesperson, a counselor salesperson, the focus is different. It's not about selling quickly or making the sale at all costs or maybe being tempted to discount. Instead, at Strategic Enhancement Group, we look at things from the buyer's point of view. That means slowing down and doing a thorough discovery, asking deep questions, and then fully listening to get to the customer's real needs. So then we can come up with a total solution. If you're in this business for the long run, as we've been for 37 years, that kind of discovery shouldn't come quickly. There are no shortcuts. Research shows that with the internet, today's buyer is doing more homework than ever. And when they get to the point of reaching out to a salesperson, they're looking for a trusted advisor. That's the reputation we strive for for our clients. Well, you know, and it was interesting you just said there's no shortcuts, right? But sometimes the customer uses the internet, as you described, for that shortcut. They'd actually like the shortcut, right? And so as much as we want to be a trusted advisor, you know, the, I think what the candy that we receive as a salesperson is that speed to the sale, our, our desire to say, you know what, we could do that for you. We can cover that. That's perceived as competence on our, ha on our behalf, right? that 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 we we fool ourselves right we see the opportunity we're like yep all right got this thing covered what, what do you think about that Bo? it is tim you're right but our role is to be there for the client to be the best possible counselor that we can be and so i'm in it for the long run all of us are in it for the long run and so yeah. we want to look out for the customer and that means that you know, sometimes we gently have to educate them and nudge them in the right direction. Yeah. So let's take that. So so in the, at the core of all this is the desire to have the fullest picture possible, right? The fullest discovery of a client's situation, right? So so battling that blind spot of moving too fast, right, uh, has a lot of payoffs if we do it well. So, so Seth, back at you. You've seen both kinds of this sale, right? The quick hit. Right. And then the larger value of the comprehensive uh, recommendation or sales. So, um, you know, what's the value in your business of the salesperson figuring out how to go deeper? I will uh, start off by saying, Tim, that uh, deeper discovery is absolutely essential in our business. Uh, there are 15 plus organizations locally and maybe more <laughs> that uh, have access to the same product uh breath that we do whoa and, okay yeah there's, so there's a lot of competition and and we have to show value to our clients beyond just product and, and a, an example of that i will give you a, or a story is i recently had one of my aes visit a potential client uh who had sent in a request for a conference room upgrade uh and that ae uh instead of going in and just focusing on that single space, that single room, uh, three months later, that project expanded into a $150,000 opportunity locally, but he also helped the organization develop a global technology strategy. And that, I mean, that's the little thing that taking your time on that discovery piece can turn into. It's just, it's amazing. So. Wow. So, and that, that didn't happen by accident, right? 
right? So, so, so we're going to talk in a little bit. We're going to talk about all right, what are the ways we can prepare to to maximize? What are the skills we can use to maximize? But what would be what would be sort of one thing that happened in that story, which is a fantastic sales story? What's the one thing that you might say that your AE did that you know that that was a fork in the road? If he went left, it's the, it's just the conference room. If he went right, wow, it expands. What's the one? Thing? I, I think for for this situation specifically, he was prepared going in uh, to take his time and have a longer conversation. And even though that request came in, that lead came in for that single space, that single solution. Uh, he did take his time and really, really prepared uh, to ask deeper questions about the organization in general. Oh, that's perfect. All right. So so here's here's what I'd like us to do then. Let's uh, we're going to take preparation first. So you said prepared. So that's perfect. We're going to do a rapid fire and then we're, we're going to do rapid fire because I want each of us to describe a few of these blind spots. One, you know, one in the preparation realm, how can we prepare better? And then the other in the skills, what basic skills when we can we use? So we'll do a rapid fire, we'll sling them out there, and then we'll come back around and we'll do a little descriptor of each of them. All right, we'll get it. In other words, we'll get under the surface. Okay, so Seth, kick us off. What's your first, you know, piece of advice on preparing better? Uh, I, I think my first one would be assumed or, or a, a narrow agenda that customer needs something specific. So we're only going to go in and talk about that. Right, right. And your AE was a classic example of preparing beyond that, right? Got it. All right, I've got one, which is to plan. The, the blind spot is planning for just a single primary contact. It's like they, they look down at the sheet and they say, all right, who am I meeting with? And I'm only worried about that person, right? That's a blind spot we'll talk to in a second. Bo, what do you have? You know, Tim, believe it or not, research shows that the typical salesperson only spends seven minutes in preparation for a sales call. Seven minutes. That's how important this is. So an example of a blind spot could be where the process is not clear. Well, I can tell you, we explain the process to the customer. That's not a blind spot with us. Okay. Seven minutes. And that seven minutes is usually in the parking lot outside the outside the client, right? Is that absolutely is that possible? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. not. Seth's team doesn't do that, but a lot of teams do, right? All right. <laughs> yeah. Seth, what's another one? Well, I, I, the other one I would say would be go it alone uh, and and not taking the time to, to potentially bring in other voices into that conversation. Got it. Exactly. So so you don't have to be a lone ranger is what you're saying. You can you can bring the other people. In. OK, so we've got four prep blind spots to, to review again. One is uh, too narrow an agenda. One is planning only for the primary contact. The other is being able to convey the process that you'll go through with that customer, right, to to uh, recommend the solution. And the fourth one is going it alone. All right. So let's shift to skills. Right. The blind spot about skills. And I'll start with one. Right. And that is the blind spot of going too fast, just reacting too quickly to a need. You see a problem. I can solve that problem. And we shut down uh, dialogue beyond that. That one narrow solution we get to play. All right. Bo, what's another one? You know, Tim, frequently in the desire for a quick sale, the salesperson asks too narrow a set of questions. 
maybe focusing on just a few facts, but not the big picture and the larger benefits. Seth's story is a perfect example of how to do it right and help the client see the big picture. Excellent. Yep. Seth, what do you have? I would say technical mindset, Tim. You, yeah. you know, instead of having that that curious, holistic view uh, of really that client and their organization. Well, and you, I mean, that makes perfect sense. You've got 15, what did you say? 15 competitors who all can sell the same things? Absolutely. So you got to take it off of the technical uh, solution. All right. Um, for me, I'll have another one, which is building enough trust. You know, again, this is where sometimes speed to, all right, what do you need done? We, we, we jump over just the building blocks and the cornerstones of building trust. We'll touch on that in a little bit, but that's so pivotal to being able to expand the conversation where we need to go. All right. Bo, what's, what's another one? You know, when you're discerning a client's total needs, it's about getting beyond just the surface and fully listening and then confirming what you think you heard and asking if there's anything that you left out. Yeah, instead of sort of taking an order, right? So they say, I got this problem, I got this problem, I got this problem. You're, you're like, okay, that's actually when you start learning, right? As opposed to, uh, I've learned, thank you, just the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so those were our skills blind sets. We move too fast, um, right? We, um, we, we, we don't. We we ask very narrow questions that are, that don't expand us to the big picture. We are too technically focused, right? And we don't build enough trust, right? Those are the primary components, right? Where we don't get beyond the surface, all of them. Okay, so let's come back to those preparation pieces and dig a little bit deeper, right? So Seth, you 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 mentioned the the agenda is too narrow. Right. How what's the right agenda that sets the stage for deeper discovery? Yeah. And, and the way that I kind of describe it with my team is using that those discovery preparation tools that allows us to expand the conversation with the client. And okay. and I think some of those things are like using the PPP, uh, uh, like a, a questions in advance to the customer uh, agenda for the meeting that's going to keep everybody on track. Those are really some of the keys that we try to use day to day. Right. So you're using you're using they're actually having a tool, something the something that guides them in the preparation process, right? As opposed to simply sitting in that proverbial parking lot outside the client and making notes. Yeah, and I think it also helps helps the account executive be able to think through, okay, these are I'm going to research this organization before I go in. And I got to really think about maybe some of these are the key questions based on what I what I'm researching. And then I'm going to send that out ahead of time uh, instead of hopefully think about them, you know, while I'm sitting there in the meeting. Yeah, so it's, uh, that's perfect. Send them out ahead of time. It now leads me to the you know, to that blind spot that I brought up, which is only talking to the primary contact. So, you know, you we all know, especially in B two B sales, we all know that there are there are at least two, if not four, people involved in a buying decision, and they are different influences at different points along the way, right? So why not say in advance? Send them in advance my agenda and begin to share that you are you you can't possibly make the best recommendation if you don't have the voice of everyone involved, right? So that meeting agenda should include 
requests for introductions to others, you know, to ask to, you know, who should we share the results of this initial meeting with? So you get a chance to learn who else is involved in the, in the process and the decisions and, you know, and, and have the best chance possible to get the multiple voices you need to make the best uh, recommendation possible. So, but that initial, that looking into the blind spot begins with, um, crafting an agenda that already establishes that you're gonna you you are ready to listen to others in the equation. Okay, Bo, that process blind spot. Talk a little bit about that. You know, Tim, one thing I see consistently is the salesperson doesn't communicate upfront the process they and their company take to recommend a solution. Many salespeople wish they could have spoken with a particular influencer or end user after the fact. When you indicate up front that you need to gather information from multiple relevant sources, that gives you a solid chance for complete depth. Your process can also clearly indicate the range of information you need, technical, cost parameters, satisfaction requirements, experience requirements. Peace of mind, tangible and intangibles. Remember, features tell, benefits sell. So that, okay, features tell, benefits sell. So does that links back to your tangible, intangible, the range of things you're learning. Is that correct, Bo? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I love what you said about the range of information you need. Again, that's, that's sort of that advice that gets us off the too technical, right? I need to, I need to know more and understand more. Okay, so Seth, what's that? Uh, what, what about the blind spot of going it alone? What's the value to, to have more than you on that call as a salesperson? Well, I, I think during our conversation right now, <laughs> I have multiple examples that are starting to resonate in my head of, of opportunities that just completely stopped. And really right around this, this conversation, this topic, uh, because we didn't ask ahead of time to get others involved. Uh, and there's there's a countless amount where I can pinpoint that exact thing is what really probably stopped the opportunity from moving forward. Um, yeah. And so I, I think I think what you really need to be able to do is 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 make sure there's there's advanced knowledge right of what's needed uh, and who's going who needs to be there, and then inviting others right is going to expand uh, our company's capabilities in their eyes. And then, and then I think last too is 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 also being able to bring in that expertise, um, even virtually, is a great next step uh, these days. Yeah, yeah, that's a that, that that last point. Well, all the points are strong, but that last one about virtually. Say a little bit more about that. Do you have a situation at, at Tierney where you there's you, the salesperson, who are present on site, and then where you might bring somebody in virtually. What's what's the scenario where you would do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it depends on a lot of times the complexity of the solution that we're looking at. Uh, and so we do have a, a team of engineers here locally uh, that will also come in. So a lot of times we'll bring in them in virtually and as well as uh, on site face to face meetings. Yeah. OK. OK. And so your engineers, in a sense, right, classically, your engineers meet with their engineers, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. A lot of times. So, you know, once, once you, you're able to get in the multiple people in that room. Right. And, yeah. and it's it's not just the the IT technical person talking to the sales 
uh, rep or account executive, yeah. uh, we actually truly start to get collaborative with that client and have an engineer that can speak a little bit of that IT language. But then that AE is able to kind of take everything and, and think about it more holistic and, and, and what's the benefit to that organization? What's the value that it could bring to them? Got it. Uh, and that's Perfect. the key. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, let's, that's fantastic. Let's shift to the behavioral um, piece, right? The ways that our particular skills can, uh, uh, can either get in the way or can actually be used to uncover those blind spots. So, so Seth, we're going right back at you, Uh, you know, shifting to use skills to gain a deeper understanding of customer needs. Talk about the blind spot of being too technical minded. Well, I think I'm going to say right off, the focus has to be on the benefits desired from the upgraded technology. And, and really, if you think about that, we have, to, we have to figure out what does the experience look like that the end users day to day crave from that technology. Um, and then also, too, those that are managing the technology uh, what frustrations do they want to be able to avoid or manage uh, with that solution? Yeah, that's what, you know, it's back to that, 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 that sort of axiom that Bo said, right? Features tell, benefits sell, right? So talking about the equipment, if you, you know you're in a blind spot, if you're only talking about equipment as opposed to what the equipment brings them. <clears throat> okay, Bo, Let's shift to the actual questions the salesperson uses. You talked about the blind spot of using just a narrow uh, line of questions. What's your advice for expanding from narrow to broad? Tim, you need to tee it up well. Let the customer know that you need information on the tangible needs and the intangible benefits, their task motives, their personal motives. Send those top questions in advance. Write down your top questions and review them together with a customer. When you summarize their needs, ask follow-up and checking questions that give you a more complete picture. So what do you, I think I know what you mean by task motive, personal motive, but what is, for either of you, this is a question, what's your, what do you mean by uncovering their motives? There's more than just simply coming up with a solution. There are reasons why firms buy, and it's more than just technical. As Seth talked about, there can be personal reasons, there can be reasons to satisfy the boss, there can be reasons to enhance your reputation. There are a lot of different reasons why companies and people buy. Okay, got it, got it. Um, let me, let me, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I, the impulse I had, and I'm not a company in this case, in this little story I have to share with you, I'm just me. Uh, I had a crack in my windshield and I, um, I contacted a, you know, a, a windshield company to come out and fix it, right? So I had a technical need, right? Which is give me a new windshield, right? But the, 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 the technician that came out turned into a salesperson because he looked at me and he said, you know, what's the quality of the experience you're having through your windshield? And I was like, what, what did you just ask me? I didn't even, you know, right. <laughs> I'm sitting in the driveway. They came and they're like, he said, well, how's the view you have right now? If we, if I was never here other than the crack in the windshield, what's the view you have? And I said, oh, 
yeah, the the wiper, there's this little nick in it, and it just leaves this this stream of rain in front of my eyes. That's right. And he goes, well, I, I'm i not going to replace this windshield and have you have that same experience because I just replaced the windshield, not the wipers. But I do have wipers. If you wanted me to just go ahead and, and give you a set of clean wipers right now, I can do that. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to sell it to you, but I can solve that. And I looked at him, I was like, that's perfect. I don't want to have the experience, you know, that that was exactly the one I had before. I don't want that. So it was perfect. So he got he, he surfaced sort of a personal motive of quality I might have had. I didn't I I had not sort of manifested it that way until he brought it up. So it was well done. Okay, let me uh that, let, let me bring it back to uh you know that 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 essence of speed, right? The blind spot of speed where you just go too fast. That windshield technician could he never could have asked me that question and I never would have blamed him if I saw that darn bead of rain in front of me again, right? But he did, because he didn't just come in and deal with the initial issue. So why is it good for us to slow down? The tools we mentioned before, right? Sending a complete agenda in advance, sending key questions, Bo, like you said, sending key questions in advance are great ways to keep yourself on the right pace. They slow you down because you don't start to just check off things and make a checklist of things to deal with. You have this thing you need to cover. Another is adopting the stay curious mindset. Now that's kind of pithy, but it's that whenever you find out what the specific need stated from that customer is, your response to them isn't, we can do that, of course you know that, it is why. Why is that important to you? What's the benefit of getting that right for you? All right, that's what we're after. This approach of staying curious, right, helps you confirm the value thereafter, right? And that is laden in, in the entire recommendation you make to them. Okay, Seth, so I wanna shift us to that all important piece about trust, right? building the trust needed for the customer to go beyond the surface and actually give you this deeper information. You know, you're fabulously prepared now, right? But but what are the keys? You know, I'm going to ask Bo as well. What would you say are sort of that keys of building the trust needed so that you can go bigger with the customer? Yeah, I'm going to share a couple of ideas that I have, but I think, uh, you know, I just also want to um, reify I guess that that stay curious mindset is just it's so huge asking that why it's so important when you get to the end of that sale uh, to be able to tell that story uh, beyond just products so that's that's that was an awesome comment cool. yeah there Tim cool. I just wanted to mention that but Thanks. I think when, when you talk about building trust um, I, I think number one you, you have to share your intent to sincerely help that customer and the organization. Um, and that really is, is hopefully to set them at ease um, that, that the questions that you're going to ask as a sales individual um, are going to help them get to the correct solution. And I think that's one of the biggest things for me. And then the other thing I would maybe mention too is, is, is just being empathetic uh and really what that means is openly share what you're not intending with your questions uh such as selling them more than they need uh yep. that they and so and also too that 
they may not know everything today. Yeah, absolutely. And so by being empathetic, what, what, how is it they come towards you? You know, when you're, when you're show, when you're showing that you can put yourself in their shoes, why is it valuable to them? Like, how does that build that basic comfort so that they'll open up a little bit more to you? What do you think is going on there? Well, I think it's, it's natural that the, the client is coming into the situation looking for someone to sell them something, right? Or thinking that we're, we're there to sell them something. Okay. Um, and, and a lot of times too, there, there's multiple um, vendors that potentially that they're exploring. And so I think that we really need to go into those situations and let them know that that's not why we're here. We are truly here to be a partner and help them solve that specific or multiple technology challenges that they might have. Yeah, yep, cool, thanks. Bo, what would you add? Jim, let me tell you a story about trust. There was a new car dealership that I was to call on and new relationship i did what you or seth would do Um, i made an effort to to really try and help them and i brought them the latest news on their industry i kept them informed on local business news that affected them we developed a trust over time and the general manager said you know bo i look forward to have you call on me because I always know that you're going to try and bring something that helps me. And ultimately, over time, we did substantial business. So trust is everything. You know, if you're in this business for the long run, as all of us are, it's just essential. Yeah, so that's the, uh, you both come from that same place that you have helped that customer know that you're there to help them as opposed to sell them. Exactly. That's where we're at. Okay. Well, let's talk, uh, you know, let's, let's summarize if we could. All right. Um, we've covered a lot of ground, right? And, and, and what I'd like to do is ask each of you, and I'll, I'll be in there too, right, is to review one item out of the blind spot advice, right, that we think, you know, it, that is most important to you, right? And, and, and tell us why you choose that one item. And I'll start. Right. Of all that we've shared today, um, the, the one that 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 I uh, I think is is incredibly valuable and important is the action of explaining your approach to the customer, uh, the approach you take to recommending a solution. Right. By doing that, by explaining, hey, this is the steps we go through to make the best possible recommendation. By doing that, you help to expand potentially expand the scope of the relationship that you can generate with them and have the chance to talk with more people, to get the voice of others and to fully surface those benefits. It's incredible how often the salesperson just jumps over explaining, this is how we help you. This is the path we'll take. Are you comfortable taking that path with me? Okay, Bo, what's, uh, what's yours? Tim, I'm going to cheat. So for me, it's a combination. It's asking the thorough questions to do a full discovery combined with fully listening. 
Turn off that impulse in your head to prepare a response and just listen. This will convey to your prospect that they were truly heard. I chose this combination because you won't discern the total solution for your client without both. Got it. Perfect. Excellent. Seth, what do you have? Tim, can I cheat too? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I, as I was thinking through this co this conversation, uh, it's been it's been really awesome. But there's there's two areas that resonate with me and and have they both have some alignment as well. I think. Uh, and that would be the assumed agenda and the technical mindset. And I, we must be prepared for meetings and we have to take our time. And that includes things like the PPP and questions in advance and a pre-established yep. agenda. And then secondly is we have to move away from that technical mindset and really think about client benefits um, and the desired experience and managing and avoiding frustrations. Right. That's that's really where where I want to push my team uh, to move towards to really help our clients. Well, and, and and Seth, you started us off by talking about the importance that you place on your team of preparing. And there's no question that if they can be preparing to surface benefits, not just technical needs, but benefits, my goodness, boy, do you have a chance, you know, just differentiate yourself among your competitors. So Bo and Seth, you know, thanks very much to you both. We have covered a tremendous amount. And I'm going to take the risk of suggesting that between the two of you, there's about 40 years of sales experience. And there may have been a couple of lessons learned along the way, but I don't think there's any question that you're drawing on your successes here. And, and thank you. Uh, thank you for your input. Um, I want to close by by restating the ultimate why of tackling our blind spots, right? When you understand the full scope of customer needs, you will satisfy them fully, right? You generate bigger contracts, you create a champion within that company and a champion for you because you're covering everything they need. You know, with these as the payoffs, it's well worth taking the time to better prepare and to use the skills that slow you down long enough to understand the full situation that the customer has and ensure the, the, the best possible solution. So good luck to all you salespeople out there. Slow down so you can speed up. Strategic Enhancement Group is here to help. If you have additional questions or thoughts on this and other content, please visit us at strategicenhancement.com.